Welcome to Eagle Nation. Your hosts are Waza, Dan and Wayne. Well, welcome to this week's show. Uh, we'll review the big clash between the Eagles and Saints. That was a good game, uh, one of the best wins of the season, I think. And then we'll have a look at the game against the Roos. Um, don't forget to join us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We're doing a Zoom call today. So how are you going, Dan and Wayne? Very good, thanks. Good boys. Yeah, yeah very good, mate. What did we say last week? Hopefully we come in a bit more cheery after a win. And well, I think I, we're definitely that. So. I think I was the only one who picked a win out of everyone. So, um... <laughs> um, I, I, I wasn't there last week, so I'll get away with it. I'll say good. I would have picked the Eagles. <laughs> I was quite confident when he backs up against the war. Uh, look, Destiny's in our hands. We finished... We'll finish fifth regardless if we lose. Uh, we can't get taken over. But we can finish fourth if the Tigers or the Cats lose one of their la- that last game. Um, look, at the moment, we've just talked off, um, off recording about, you know, where we're going to play. And, that, and if we're fifth, we're going to finish, you know, it looks like a home final that's been confirmed. Uh, the WA government signed off on it today. They took their time. They could have signed off on it two weeks ago. But that's McGowan for you. That's another story. So it's going to be good to see Putty back at home for at least one week anyway. Yeah, that's it. Ideally, you always want to finish top four, but I've been pretty vocal. This year, the way the finals are set up, we weren't going to get any home finals. Not second week, not the prelim, even if we won it. Um, so it was only this first week was our only opportunity to have the home final. So for that, we had to finish fifth. So... We'd, I think I've mentioned this before, it's so imprinted in our heads that you want to finish top four. But for the Eagles in our scenario, it's just as good for us to finish fifth, I find. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, I'd rather finish fourth, but if, you know, um, I'd love that double chance. But, yeah, look, as long as we uh, can go deep into the finals, all I'd be worried about. Um, off field, the club's in a really good spot. We've got... 23% more members since 2018, where 100,776 paid members. That was the start of last week. So it's probably gone up a bit from there. Um, and uh, we've overtaken the Tigers. That's a good thing. Yeah. Now number yeah. one in the comp. Especially, um, you know, in COVID times, you think uh, the memberships of each club, most clubs would be hit pretty hard, but uh, it's probably one good positive thing. People love their footies, so they're getting behind the clubs. Uh, most clubs did make um, a slight increase, not many, but they're still making increases. So it's good to see. Um, some more footy news. Um the league's confirmed that no pre-season training would be taking place before November 30. So the uh, grand finals on October 24th. So they've basically got a four weeks off before they can go back to training. Um, but most clubs will give them the eight weeks. And they've also put some key dates in there with the, the draft, which is going to be on December the 7th. And the trade period starts a week after the grand final from those November the 4th to 12th. So there's going to be a lot of players going around, apparently. That's that's a word, anyway. I think it's starting the trade state after the season. I reckon it's, you know, that's a positive, I think, out of all this because I know that's the normal time, but the season's just finished and then they're going to start trading. I think it's a good, good way to go because everyone's it's fresh in their minds. Players know where they want to go. It'll be interesting to see how many players do get traded and 
um, how many players get delisted with what we were talking about earlier uh, in regards to how many are they going to have on their list next year. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah, it's got to be interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess because of the, the teams um, that aren't in the finals, are they te- are the players going straight back home or are they staying in the hub? I've heard some have been given the option. You've got four weeks left, you can stay in the hub or you've got a certain time you've got to get out of the hub. Um, there might be some players that have had their mind made up with them staying in these hubs thinking they've loved the Queensland sun and even the teams that come over to WA, that might sway a few. Yeah, yeah well, you know, I, I can't imagine them really leaving, could you really? Uh, yeah. Get a month's holiday up in the Queensland sun or go into lockdown if you go back to Victoria. And um, the AFL is, you might have worried like that here that the AFL is a bit worried and they're trying to bring in rules and stuff, but they're only giving you half the information. See, the thing is, they always get a month off and they're always free to go where they want and you never hear this from the AFL. But right now, they're not allowed to be drug tested. So that's why they're worried about Queensland because they're guests. Queensland's letting them up. Um, they're worried that not drug tests, they're going to go, like, cause a bit of a riot, you know. It's going to have <laughs> massive repercussions, you know. And I think that's what it comes down to. They're allowed to be breathalyzed or drug test because of coronavirus. Um, and, yeah, so they're worried that they're going to get a free reign, a month off, and they're going to stay in Queensland where they're basically guests and they're going to cause a riot, basically. And they'll be in the newspaper every second day and that'll reflect I, I bad. Honestly, I think, honestly, you'll find a lot of guys will go back home because just watching a few of the videos today, like Eddie Betts' family just came up to Queensland. Green. I think they'll want to get home to their, their own homes and their families. That's my opinion. Because it, it's a long, but it's a long time. They've been up there. A lot of them been up there six, seven weeks now, and that's a long time to be away from home. And I couldn't imagine. Maybe a couple of young single guys might want to stay up there, but I think the rest would want to get home as soon as they can and get get back into the kids into a routine, back to school, back into you know see their own families. So that's how I reckon. I, I don't think they'll stay up there too much. Well, I, I, think I heard that hit the nail on the head. I think. Um... It's the family men will go home. But what do you reckon? It'll be 50-50 with <laughs> the ones about families. And they're the ones that are going to cause trouble, you know. Eddie and Betts is a good uh, good family man. He'll go home and won't and I mean, cause trouble. A, and I mean, this is a joke to the Eagles fans out there. But Willie Rowley should have waited a year. <laughs> well, I thought the same thing. You know, he spilled Gatorade. He's in big trouble. But like, like if it was this year, he wouldn't have been getting drug tested. wouldn't have done it. So, right, like I've cocky got, crumbles. I've got, I've got a bit of a homework for you next week. Then we just basically touched on the trades and all that. Next week, I want your list, boys, of who's going to get delisted and who's going to get traded from the Eagles or who you think we should look at bringing in if we need to bring anyone. Um, and just on before I go on to another subject, this is the last year for all the teams to use their next generation academies. Um, you can still run them yearly, but you will not have first dibs on them. The only clubs that will have bidding options are the Swans, Brisbane, GWS, and Gold Coast. All right. I might be up. I might get some info from young Alex Cernus before I get my list, see, because he sounds like he's got a pretty good idea who's coming in and who's going out, look, looking at a few things today. I think I, I, think I sent my list to you a couple of weeks ago, but um, I've changed it a bit. Got even a couple more on there, so... Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's not a not <clears throat> excuse me. It's not a nice time of the year for some players, but um, that's the 
that's the business uh, of a football. Uh, you either you're on there or you're not, and there's going to be some unfortunate stories and un- unlucky players getting delisted, but some might find new homes. Um, let's get back in. Let's get into the footy. Let's talk about the game on uh, last Thursday. Uh, on a night when we had everything to say, this is too hard. Our backs were against the wall. We found a way to win. We had no Shuey, no Yo, no Redden, Sheed, Hutchings, Jetta, Archie, Cripps, and then McGovern gone in the second quarter. And just when you thought it was over in the last quarter, they rallied hard and come home and won. And I thought, to me, that was one of the better wins of the seasons. And a lot of the Victorian critics were even surprised. So I don't know why they were surprised because I don't know. Home and, home and away wins. I reckon it was our best win since the 2018 season when we played Collingwood at the G and we lost Nick just before half-time when he did yeah. his knee. And I thought, because everyone said that game, oh, the Eagles are gone, you know, they, they'd lost Nat Nui. But Scotty Lysett jumped up into the into the fold and took over the mantle. And uh, we went, I think we ended up winning that game by about 30 points that day. It was, a, I reckon, since then, that was our best win I've seen. It was a, you know, and it, they made some great moves. I think some of the young, I think Braden Ainsworth really stepped up, which we've been, all been a bit worried about him. But he stepped up and uh, I think you made a mention, was it that Jones took us apart in that first quarter. They put Ainsworth on him and he never had another, I think he had about another four touches for the whole game. So yeah, he, had, he had 11 touches in the but yeah, it was, it was a good game. And look, we had and one thing we, we've we pushed a lot with our recruiters is how good they've done a job in the last three four years. And that was the first time a whole class 2017 for the Eagles has played in one team and they've won. I'll, I'll tell you what, yeah. though, um, I'm going to take it a bit further than Wayne. Um, Finals aside, because each final is epic in its own sense. To me, that is one of the greatest Eagles wins of all time. And you try and think of their greatest wins. Uh, Wayne just talked about the one against Collingwood. You go the Cats, the 54-point comeback. But realistically, we had to fall behind by 54 points to get that win. So that was more just once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing to see. Uh, But we had Cousins. We had Kerr. We had Judd running around. This game is so... Yeah, this game with all those injuries and on the couch showed it the other day. uh, So injured and unavailable players was up to 18. We'll obviously get a couple back, but 18 players out. uh, We didn't have a best and fairest. You know, I think Yo and Shuey won the last couple each, you know. They've been been missing, you know, just decimated. You know what I mean? No red and no she, no yo, no shoey in the guts. That And another stat, uh, we didn't have our midfield, which everyone knows from 2018, we didn't have our midfield there, but we didn't actually have one player that even got a clearance in 2018 grand final play that game. So you assume like a Rioli or a Crips might've got a clearance as well. You know, the odd clearance here and there. Yeah. So we didn't have one player that had a clearance game. And to me, that was just so epic. Backs against the wall to steal your term. And to get a win like that, uh, never die attitude. Players we thought needed to step up, stood up. I thought Ryder and Nick Nat was just such a good battle. And then Nick Nat just dominated in that last quarter. But even before then, it was just such a good battle. And they've gone tit for tat. I thought that was a great game. And I always rate it higher when a player's against another player of high quality. You know, I would take that over him rucking against Radigalia earlier against the Cats, who was a better four 
poor quarter performance, but it was against a, a lesser ruckman, where right. Ryder's quite a good ruckman, and Marsh, I rate that a lot higher. Um, well, it was I've, just to me, brilliant game. I've got I've got their stats together. So Nat Newey had 18 disposals, Ryder had 13. Uh, Nick had nine clearances, uh, Ryder had three. Nick had 33 hitouts to Ryder's 22. But, like you said, I thought it was an interesting tussle all night. Uh, both, uh, you know, Ryder went up early and got a goal. But Nick, in that last 10 minutes, and this comes back to a question where earlier in the year, a player called JK did nothing for a whole game and in the last 10 minutes won this game. This was Nick. That was at this all again. But, again, people didn't see Nick Nat as the best player on the ground. But in the last 10 minutes of the game, he was the best player on the ground and he won the game for the Eagles. Yeah, but you can't... Yeah, if you didn't have Kelly Gaff playing sensational games, he would have. Yeah, but you, you know really, what I mean. So really it, he, he didn't. He didn't get downvoted because he didn't have a, that four quarter thing. He got downvoted because there were players that played better than him. Yeah, but uh, but that's what I'm saying. J.K. He he couldn't get the ball unless somebody kicks it to him. He had six. That's, kicks. that's forwards though, mate. Yeah, mate, no, I know. But this is where exactly. this is where a lot of people sit there and they go. He had six kicks for the whole game kicked four goals, so they gave him best on ground. And he won the he kicked the two that won us the game, but they gave him best on ground. And I just just don't understand that log- logic. And that's why I, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I didn't think Nick was best on ground. I thought Kelly was best on ground and then I thought Liam Ryan. But it comes back to this thing where people see what they want to see. And I just go back to that JK game where everyone's going, oh he's best on ground. And I, I still Disagree that he was best on ground that day, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but we had this conversation last week. Wasn't I know, I just like bringing it up. Best on, yeah, but he, <laughs> he didn't get best on ground that game. He did you for said us. He would be top three. He did no, for he us. No, he did. Go back. We, we, we had this same I conversation. Back. I went back. And you, I, I posted your comment. Night. You said, he, I can't believe he's top three. No, he got he got the three votes from the TNG voters. Yeah. He got the three uh, votes. I'll throw another one in this week. I can't believe Nick got votes this week because I cannot believe how no one else other than me can see that Tom Barras was in the top three players on the ground with 17 effective spoils going along with his 17 possessions. But that's what I'm saying, Nick. I mean, <laughs> it's to Nick. I mean, how can people not see that the guy has absolutely destroyed every forward in the back line and yeah. not giving him a vote? And, you know, Kelly and Ryan to me and him were the best. And I must say, can I just say two things? One, Nick Nick and Ryder, I reckon that was the best one-on-one battle I've seen this year. I reckon that was great to watch. And I, don't we play so much better when Jack Darling leads up to the wing and takes those marks? I reckon as a team, this is what won us the grand final in 18. When he leads up that ground, takes the marks on the wing, it opens up that forward line and it creates so much more than when he's staying back trying to get a mark in full forward or just on the centre-half forward line. Well, let's, so much difference. Now let's touch on some other players that played really good. Like, we just, we just touched Kelly, probably one of the best in ground, best game for the Eagles, 29 touches, 15 of them contestant. Um, yeah, his stats were through the roof, nine score involvements. Young Andrew Gaff must uh, feel unwanted or unloved by Eagles fans because... He, to me, he was in the top three. That's why I say everyone sees it differently, I guess. And to me, Andrew Gaff, he, he had a quiet first quarter, but the next three quarters, that's the reason why St Kilda didn't win because they didn't have Bradley Hill 
doing the same thing that Andrew Gaff was doing. Mm. See, that's and the so funny thing. He's Cowan, the one that like I actually. The judges. He, he's the one I actually feel that uh, his performance was a bit left out. I don't think Nick Nat. I think people recognise that. Even Barras, I think people recognise that. Gaff was the one that leading disposal getter on the ground was getting clearance because he played a lot more in the guts. Kicked the goal as a midfielder. He's just two way running was brilliant. I find he's the one that was left out, but it was hard because I do find Nick Nat, Barras, Ryan, Kelly, and Gaff. I felt were just so outstanding. And um, I've, there are other plays like we touched on Darwin was good and kicked a couple goals. Yep. But just those five were just yep. amazing. And when they need to stand up, they stood up. And the funny thing is that's by far the best game Kelly's played for us. Um, they did actually try tag. They had their run with play on him the whole game. He just was doing as he likes. And he was almost very unlucky not to have three goals because he missed two that weren't actually that. Like he kicked the one that was probably the hardest out. The three shots he had was the one he actually converted. And um, yeah, we touched Ryan. Just the way he was dummying and just getting around players was just oh. amazing because you don't see that as much in, when he's up forward. Yeah. But when he goes up the ground, like we uh, Wayne said, darling goes up the ground. When Ryan does it as well, he just he was just running around players. It was amazing, and his intercept mark just such an X factor, an outstanding game to see. He that game was just a highlight package from Ryan. Jared Healy has stated on uh, his footy radio show that Liam Ryan in the last six weeks is the number one footballer to watch in the AFL. And that's pretty high praise from a person like Jared Hill, an ex-Brownlow medalist. And, yeah, like you just said, some of the stuff, he might not get as many possessions, but his impact on the game at the moment in the last five weeks is the reason where the Eagles are still where they are at the moment, I think. Um, and our young guys, our young guys did a great job. Tom Cole did a great job on Brad Hill, and, and Ainsworth did a great, great job on Jones. He's uh, Brad. Uh, what's his name? Cole. He's uh, 216th in the Coleman Medal now. Yeah, he's climbing. <laughs> he's he? going to the game at the moment. And a thing on Gaffy, I just wanted to bring you back. He was the only player on the ground that never came off the ground. Amazing. And that's incredible. And he's done that three times. He's, he's done it three times this year. So I think sometimes people sit there and they have a go at Gap and they just don't realise that he runs all day. Uh, look, quickly before we get into the other game, the arc, if we had the under-the-pump uh, spot on Zoom tonight, I'd have been bringing up the arc. Uh, they went to the arc, what, four times in seven minutes? And you can see Mate. the frustration on Simo's face. Um yeah, was it touch? Was it not? Um, you know, these goal umpires, make make your ruling up and just go with it. And when you've got two cameras, and this is where I get pissed off, the AFL's, you know, push it up in Queensland. So get the freaking technology up there. Because if that decides a grand final, it's going to be how to pay. Just as I said, get rid of it. I'm sick of this happening. Yeah, I'll get rid of it. To me, that was clearly touch. But uh, I'll ask Wayne a question, actually, because uh, he used to coach. Uh, what's the rule if you go for a screamer in someone's back and don't touch the ball, Wayne? Sorry? If what? So if you go for a jump on someone's back to go take a screamer and you don't touch the yeah. ball, what happens? I believe that's a uh, push in the back. That's a yeah. free kick to fly on the bottom. That- Hundred yeah. percent unrealistic attempt, free kick. So as far oh. as I'm concerned, if he hasn't touched the ball, it's a free kick to us anyway by the rules. So yeah. to me, he's clearly touched it. It's a behind. If he hasn't, well, he's gone for the screamer, missed the ball. 
well, it's a free kick to us anyway. Goal shouldn't have been allowed. Like, yeah. I just find, like, it's just so comical, this goal <laughs> review. Just get rid of it. Yeah, look at the yeah, it was shocking, uh, and it wasn't a good night for umpires and the arc. Uh, like we said, um, Rassi was rock solid down there after McGovern went out, and McGovern's out injured for three to four weeks. Um, I thought that was one of Hearn's better games for the year, and Shepard kept, uh, what's his name, Butler goalless. The only time Butler got a goal was when Shep was on the interchange bench, and it was a soccer kick. So, so I wonder, a lot I wonder of- if that'll give you... I wonder if that'll give him a chance to make all Australians. Because he's now beaten, he's now beaten Grant, he's beaten Gray, he's beaten Cameron, he's beaten Papley, he's beaten them all, and got twenty plus possessions a game, and he's still not talked about. Well, he is Charlie Cameron earlier too. Listen to Wayne because I listen to a lot of East Coast podcasts, and they rave about him. And Gary Lyons, one person who raves about him, pushes him up, and he says. And he said, basically, uh, Shep just added another sheep to the flock. Mm-hmm. And he named so, um, And uh, he said, he goes, if that guy's not um, in the All-Australian team, there's something wrong. Speaking just quickly, I'll ask you first, was and then uh, you answer next, Wayne. Um, who do you think's All-Australian this year, from, just from the Eagles? And you can say a couple of roughies as well. As locks. Well, as locks, I'd yeah. say Shep is, and I'd say Liam Ryan is. Them only two, as locks. Nick Nat. Oh, and Nick no. Nat. Yeah, Nick Nat. So, yeah, yeah. And then no, the I'm three so, locks. I've got Nick Nick as a deaf. I think JK so a as a ruffie. Sorry, I think JK as a ruffie. And I've got I got Brad Shepherd as a. I reckon he should be. Um, uh, that he should be a certainty, and I reckon Lee and Ryan will be a ruffie. <laughs> Yeah, my, well, mine's very similar. I think Shep, Ryan, being a small forward, and then Nick Nat, uh, my looks, I think they're there. And the two roughies I've got is maybe Gaff because, you know, he still gets a lot of the ball. But that I is an outside And I'm actually, Barats, we've touched on as well. And you touched on, it's not just inset marking. What did you say, Wayne? 17 spoils on the weekend. I think yeah. Barats could be a roughie down back too. Yeah, look. Yeah, like you have your 40-man squad. There's going to be – I think there's a – somebody said on one of the podcasts today there's about 18 defenders vying for six to, six positions. So yeah. it depends on how creative they get. Um, it's going to be an interesting to see how it goes. Um, like seven, eight weeks ago, you probably wouldn't have had Liam Ryan in discussions, but no. he's been the, the form – yeah, Tom Papley mm. the first half and Liam Ryan the second half of the season as a small forward. Yeah, he's yeah, overtaken it for goals too, I think. Um, yeah, oh, sorry, Charlie, Wayne. Yeah, 100% Charlie Cameron. Yeah, Charlie Cameron. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't set the word on fire this year, oh, Charlie. He's been doing his job, but he hasn't, like, you know, I think he's only had one. He, start, he started strong, then just faded. Yeah, I agree with Dan there. Yeah, definitely. Well, let's get on to the next game because we've only probably got about 10 minutes left on Zoom. Um, We take on the Ruse this Thursday night at Metricon. I wish it was at the Gap because I'd be feeling more confident. Um, Like I think Dan, we've had three out of four wins at Gabba, but all the losses have been at Metricon. Uh, The Ruse played Fremantle and got smashed by just under 11 goals last week. But... um, it's going to be a case of how North Melbourne go into the game. Will they blood a lot of youngsters? I'm just looking at the injury list, and these are some of the players that are out. Cunnington, 
McMillan, Jacobs, Dom Tyson, Ben Brown, Turner, uh, Jai Simpkin could come back this week. Um, Aiden Bonner, he could come back this week. And, yeah, all the rest of them all season. So they've got a, a long injury list, not as probably long as ours, about the same as ours. Um, you know, where, where, where do you go with this game? Who, who's going to – do you reckon they'll blood youngsters or do you reckon they'll just try and put their most experienced team on? I reckon they should. I reckon they should and they will put their most experienced team in there. I mean, you, you can't – I mean, you're looking at – I understand what they're all saying, give these guys a rest for the final, but you need match. I mean, you need match conditioning in here. It's a whole different world. In in our previous world, we probably could have done that. But in this world now, I think, because there's a week's break after this game, I believe, they'll come home, they get two weeks at home, yeah. and then they play their final. And I think they need to play players because they're not playing waffle. They're not, they're, like, they're playing, the guys aren't playing, they're playing a scratch match, aren't they? Well, they've got like some the good players still in there. You look at Zerha, he's pretty good. You've got Goldstein, Higgins. You've got Polek, uh, Simkin, um, Tarrant, uh, Vickers, uh, what's his name? Vickers, uh, Vickers Willis, um, Zeeble. They've still got some good, a core of uh, good players in there. They were shocking on the weekend. Um, and that just, I just don't understand where North Melbourne are as a core unit. Because at the start of the year, they were saying, oh, well, look, we're, we're, we're trying to get into the finals there, and they're nothing short of probably one of the worst teams this year. Yeah, uh, bad, bad, bad management by them, really, because um, they didn't know where they were at. I just can't believe they came in, and I agree, this year they came in trying to attack the year and make the eight almost, you know, and they just not, they just weren't there. Um, yep. Anyone could see that. Uh, where Adelaide realised that early on in the season, Adelaide Adelaide realised that, yeah, and they started to do what they had to do, play all the kids and only kids basically. North haven't done that and haven't done that all year, so I don't think they will now. I think they'll play their best twenty-two because because they're not paying finals. There's no point in resting players, is there really? But, um, but more with the Eagles and a lot of their kids because. With these list cuts, there's players like, you know, Hamish Brayshaw for the Eagles, he's a prime example. He was chucked in last week and purely for the reason to see what he's got. Because he's going to be oh, one I of I think them. because of the lack of availability. To be and honest. that, but uh, <laughs> he would be on the chopping block. His name would be on the chopping block. And North Melbourne's going to have those sort of players as well. And they're going to be saying, well, do we have a look at him against one of the powerhouse teams in the comp. Um, do we chuck him in? It's a worst game because this is the last time we're going to get to see him and they're going to make big decisions next year because a lot of people are going to get cut. So, um, you know, who knows? I guess we won't know until they name the teams, which will be tomorrow. But I don't think they're going to be going in too full strength at all, to be honest. No, I, I think they are. But see, to me, their full strength isn't, a normal full strength. I don't think they've got... I mean, who's their oldest well, players? Like Cunnington's not playing, he's injured. No. I don't see any players that are like knocking the door down um, to mm. get a game. Um, I'm more worried about us. Uh, I think yeah, well, and Sheed will come in. They got Sheed. Sheed's a definite. I'm with Wayne a bit where our, our hands been forced a bit with all these injuries that I would rest any players because... 
it's all it's already at that stage where a lot of players have been rested. Her and Nick Nat's been rested, you know. Uh, Josh Kennedy got concussed, but realistically, he's the only one I think. If he did have a calf complaint at that game, looked like he limped. Old rest. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I think we'll go in best available players because realistically we don't have our best available players. So. Well, they said Sheen's a definite, but Archie's still a test, and that'd be the only two I could see coming in. Um, Jared Cameron might get given a go. I can see uh, Brayshaw straight in, straight out. Um, I think Ainsworth. Has Jamie Cripps gone back up to Queensland? Or is no, he no. Uh, he's, baby's not arrived yet, but he's would be available to play the first final. Mm. So... Will you, yeah. Would you play him, though? Yeah, I would. Depends if he's been training, I guess. Yeah. See, that's, a lot the, of that's the thing. His form wasn't great, but it, and they played Hamish Brayshaw forward. So I would bring Cripps in because he's better than the player that's taken his spot. That's the reason. Not yeah. because he's knocking the door down this awesome form. And just quickly, uh, you just remind me before, Wayne, uh, um, or was it? I love Duggan in the middle. He didn't get the numbers of a Gaff or Kelly, but I just love seeing him in the guts a bit. I love that. All right. Um, we probably haven't got long more to go before Zoom cuts us off, so it's probably been a bit shorter and we couldn't preview the Rees game as much. Um, look, uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Quickly, who do you think will be playing in the first final? Which team? I'm going Collingwood. Uh, we'll uh, no, I think Bulldogs. I think Collingwood will drop down any further. If Bulldogs, yeah, win, I think they go, if Bulldogs win, they go above them. Because Collingwood yeah, I think it... Adelaide. Uh, yeah, I think dogs. No, I'm going Collingwood because I think uh, Bulldogs will beat Freo. And, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, whoever it is, it's going to be a great final. Um, and because it's at home, you know, Eagles fans try and get them droves. I think it's going to be 40,000 they've extended it to. That could change, uh, who knows, with our government. Um, anyway, guys, um, the game... I'm looking, I reckon it's going to be next Thursday, so we might have to do another Zoom call. We'll see how it goes. We'll find out. But uh, everyone out there, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and download all the shows from any podcast platform. And um, <coughs> excuse me, just about lost my breath then. Leave us a review. And we'll, um, we'll uh, see you next week, I guess, eh? See you then. All right, okay. go Eagles. Be good. Trust me.